0: You're yanked from your bed in the middle of the night. Your covers are thrown back, and someone
1: slaps you in the face. You hear whispers in your ear that you should rethink your life choices. Then someone punches your dad. (laughs) Is this the worst house guest ever, or is something much more sinister at work? Tonight's episode is The Bell Witch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: How is everybody?
1: Good. It's at my computer's performing updates, so we're gonna have to wait a minute.
2: Oh, jeez, <laughs> Louise. Fine.
1: So welcome. welcome. Welcome to Dallas Comedy House. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. Um what's up? You wanna do a
2: show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How <laughs> it goes? We should probably go back there. Monster Mash is only two minutes and 46 seconds long. <laughs> and I was like, you know the exact time.
1: I do. Well, th- I put up all my Halloween decorations the other day, and as I stood on this very rickety ladder that I may or may not have stolen from the previous tenant, I just turned Monster Mash on my phone, and I just put it on repeat, and I was like, this is going to be a next-door post like, pretty soon. <laughs> a woman has fallen, and all it is is bushes playing Monster Mash and moans. Oh. And then I got in the car with Paris's family and I plugged my phone into his uh, outlet just to charge and just Monster Mash started, <laughs> which is hard to explain. <laughs> so yes, I know exactly how long Monster okay, Mash yeah. is. All that to
2: be said. <laughs> um, hey,
1: look at this. Yes. We do want to shout out High Proof Designs for yes. making all these beautiful cups. And we have this special cup. It says, The Devil Rules the Airwaves. We signed it. Uh, You can still have it. If you want to put your own name on it, it's maybe confusing at work. If people want to know whose cup it is, it says Christy and Heather. But uh, the raffle tickets are outside, and it'll be at 1130. We'll do a drawing, so that'll be fun. Uh, I've never drank so much water in my life than with this cup. Normally, I just drink coffee, like lukewarm, gross old Mm. coffee.
2: This will keep it warm, warm.
1: Yes, or just water, so it's good. I think my doctor's going to be excited. We
2: also have some
1: sweet new stickers. Oh, yeah. Day Off helped us design these stickers. He's an amazing local designer. We love his work. So we got a whole pack of them out there. And uh, you get to meet Tommy, because he's uh, pretty much the he all-star yeah, producer. Hands off ladies merch and guys. gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody. The five
2: gentlemen that are in the crowd. And <laughs> oh wow well you want to get into
1: it i guess so this is a good topic this is a fun one yeah we didn't know much about this no i mean my family's from tennessee but i've never they just are like they say pocketbook and they talk a lot about moonshine so Mm. uh shout out tennessee fam yeah we both um, identify with the Bell Witch. So much. After we read about it, though. You know, you, th- you hear that someone's house is haunted and you feel bad for them. You're like, oh, man, like you can't get a good night's sleep. And then you realize she just was giving people the what for. She was like, get out of bed. Hey, don't do that anymore. And you know what? Someday the world's going to, and you should think about that. I was like, this is the best witch ever. <laughs> like, I, please, I would like to invoke her. We need a Ouija board or something. Oh, my gosh. She gives good advice. <laughs> Well, let's get into
2: it. All right. In the early 1800s, small-town farmer John Bell Sr., his wife Lucy, and their nine children moved from North Carolina to a north-central town in Tennessee, currently known as Adams. Not long after the move, the family grew even more, with the addition of children Richard, Joel, and Betsy. For 13 years, everything on the farm was picture perfect. Then, in 1817... The family began to have encounters and experiences they couldn't explain. I think it's
1: you know, thirteen years after living there.
2: You're settled in. You think yeah. you think
1: you're a you good handle on things. Yeah. Let's make children. It was the eighteen hundreds. Let's have children in this haystack we call our bed. Yes. <laughs> Yes. you were born where you were made. Let's sho- shove some corn husks into a mm. mattress. Exactly. I just read
2: two books where that happens. What? What yeah. are you reading? Uh, corn husk mattress making <laughs> just... for dummies. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we have a really comfortable mattress right now. <laughs> it's organic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if we ever get hungry, we can just eat our way out of bed. <laughs> One afternoon as John Bell was inspecting his cornfield, he suddenly found himself face-to-face with a horrific-looking animal that had the head of a rabbit, the body of a dog, and was covered in black fur. Armed with his trusty gun, Bell's natural instinct was to shoot the bizarre critter. However, rather than fall over dead so that Bell can inspect his kill, the animal
1: instead disappeared into thin air. I like this theory. It's just like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to shoot it in the face. Let's kill it. Let's kill it and scan it. Once it's uh, partially exploded, I can inspect it and determine what this is. (laughs) I don't understand it. Therefore, it must die. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not wanting to frighten his family, John kept the story to himself. However, that night, he could no longer hold it in, as the rest of the household was subjected to a strange and supernatural occurrence. As the family was chiring for the evening, the silence of the vast acres upon which their large log cabin rested was broken, when strange thumps began to echo throughout, as if someone
1: were beating on the walls of their home. somebody just wanting in. I guess if you're out in the range, though, you don't expect neighbors like, "Hey guys, your music's kind of loud." No, I think you move out there to the avoid My uncle moved their family to the middle of nowhere because he's like, "I don't want to be
2: able to see anybody from either direction."
1: I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's a good. We're like, "Hey, what? What do you need? Two bed, three bath?" I just won't, don't want to be able to see anybody yeah. from any direction. She's like, "Well, you can see people from the north." Nope, next nope. house. Ne- <laughs> I'm
2: out. He also looks like Paul Newman. My uncle, not John Bell Senior. You know what? Paul Newman, dude. Dude, I'm, he's, a, I'm, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say my uncle's hot, but y'all my uncle's hot. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up looks like Paul Newman. I'm like, I think that it's, dressing money? That's right. <laughs> Cookie money. Night after night, the mysterious thumps would return. Initially, the family was certain it was an animal or a neighbor. But when John and his sons would run outside to confront their noisy foe, they were met with the silence and darkness of the Tennessee countryside. The unnerving thumps weren't the only thing preventing the children from finding sleep. Each night, they were wakened by a sound. Small at first, the noises then grew until each child was certain they were hearing chewing, what sounded like the gnaw, gnaw, gnawing of rats at their bedposts. Their parents inspected the rooms, but found no infestation. Satisfied with this knowledge, the children were finally able to get some rest, but the invisible monster soon found another way to torment them. So a lot is this- dedicated if nothing else.
3: Yeah, for
1: sure. She's chewing on the bedpost at night, or I would say All the other things that happen, you can attribute to a ghost. Clearly, easily, it's a ghost. But in this case, rats run away. And also, it was probably rats. (laughs) (laughs) I am always the least likely scenario believer. But in this case, they're like you... If you say it's rats, it was 100% rats. (laughs) If even you believe it's rats. Even I believe it was not the ghost chewing on their (laughs) bedposts. She's like, I'm a witch, but I have (laughs) self-respect. Night after
2: night, as the children lay sound asleep in their beds, they would be jolted awake by a frightening occurrence. Their bedsheets ripped from the beds, and their pillows yanked from under their heads. Bolting upright, terrified and confused, they would then discover all of their bed linens piled up on the floor. She didn't even fold them. My mom used to do this to me.
1: Wait, your mom used to yank your bedsheets off? Yeah, when I wouldn't get up for her school. <laughs> when I wouldn't get up for school, my mom had a squirt bottle that she squirted the cats with? She'd squirt me with it. She would go, get up, I am not going to have a sixth grade dropout. (laughs) Which is how I ended up in the minivan uh, with my pajamas on a lot and, like, no shoes. And then I would have clothes and I would have to change in a car, which has been very convenient as an adult because I'm really good at changing in cars now. Oh, my mom would, first she would turn on the overhead light, which is super
2: passive aggressive. That's mean. <laughs> it would piss me off so bad. I would just get up and be like, I'm turning it back off. And then I mm. get in. Then she'd come in and yank the covers off. Ooh. But changing clothes in the cars, <laughs> my mom is going to hear this and be like, I can't believe you told Christy, people that. Christy, why? Uh, when I took gymnastics when I was little, I would have to change in the car going from school to gymnastics and I'd be changing, and my mom would roll down the car window <laughs> and yell out the window,
1: Christy's naked, Christy's naked. <laughs> <laughs> who does that? Dude, who does that? Your mom is next level, man.
2: <laughs> How Shit. old were you? I was I, like old enough to remember and be <laughs> humiliated, horrified. like 10, 9, 10, 11 You're in the you, car, I mean, now On you're the in the cusp ca- of puberty. <laughs> Just when you're like mortified enough about your body to be
1: like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> now everyone knows. Are you Man. in the car now when Tommy hits the windows? And you're like, "No. <sighs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm very triggered. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't Yeah, It's the sound of the mm, coming I have down. some PTSD from oh, it. Oh God) believe. Well,
2: the once silent nights on the farm were further interrupted when the family began hearing a disembodied voice whispering to them and eerily singing. Mm -mm. John Bell was an elder in the nearby church, and the entire family studied the Bible. That's why they instantly recognized one of the songs being sung to them as an old church hymn. So
1: neither of us go to church. Uh, but I know songs, because well, I went to an Episcopalian school for nine years. I just know VBS songs from the one time I went to VBS accidentally mm-hmm. dressed like a saloon girl, which I think which we went over. Which song is it? Uh, the Little Light of Mine. Oh, yeah. That's I the don't classes. think we have the copyright of it, so I got to sing it off-key. That's why I sang it off-key. It was for, you know, legal <laughs> reasons. Uh, no, I was going to say, so, like, in this case, this was a religious family, and so the witch sang religious songs to them. How would you know... That it was like you were being haunted. Like, what would the witch be singing? I mean, obviously, mine would be Monster Mash.
2: (laughs) Um, If anything, any of Beyonce's words came out of a witch's mouth, I'd be
1: like, oh. But I'd be like, welcome. Welcome. What can I do to make your stay more comfortable? And you're like, that was for me. (laughs) Yeah. The pious
2: entity then began to turn violent, pulling the children's hair and scratching and biting them. Whatever they were dealing with seemed to especially dislike Betsy, the youngest, who found herself being slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins by a tormentor she could not see. One particularly terrifying night, after being woken by the covers being ripped from her body, Betsy tried to get up to investigate, only to find her hair had been tied in knots around the bedpost. That's messed up. That pissed me right off. So rude. (laughs) Can you (laughs) just like, (laughs) got me again that's like hard to get back there to undo you gotta ask one of your 10
1: siblings to wake up (laughs) to do it and it's not bad enough you're one of like 10 siblings siblings. and they probably kick your ass and now you have a ghost that's also kicking your ass yes (laughs) also how did no one think oh we have 12 kids there's probably one of them maybe it's one of them (laughs) like no our children are good it would it must be a ghost it's an Uh. entity
3: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: John Bell, not wanting to rouse suspicion in the community, initially hid the family's torment and commanded that his wife and children do the same. But once young Betsy began receiving such violent treatment, John confided in his closest friend and neighbor, James
1: Johnston. And you know they were good friends? Because back then, if you were like, oh, there's a ghost in my house, they'd be like, well, we have to drown you in the lake now, so... <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. friends. But. Also, your closest neighbor was like fifty miles away. That's yeah, true. <laughs> so you had to. It was like you F have a long trip. It's a really yeah. long back. <laughs> you're like, am I really gonna tell him this? Well, I could just ask. You have a lot of time to think no, about that. Him, Talk yourself out <laughs> of that. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and then Is the whole way back, you're like, God,
1: John, you
2: fucked that up. <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> have said this. Shouldn't Idiot. have said that. Idiot. Johnston was willing to help. In order to get a better understanding of the entity, Johnston and his wife volunteered to sleep in the Bell home so that they may perhaps experience some encounters. Their wish was granted. As they slept in a bed at the Bell home, the Johnstons were awakened in the night by a slap in the face and the removal of their bed covers. Johnston was so disturbed that, according to Pat Fitzhugh author historian and webmaster of the site the bell witch johnston stood up and exclaimed in the
1: name of the lord who are you and what do you want <laughs> that's what he said probably He's i don't like, like to
2: say him. he was asking for it but he wanted it <laughs> it's True. this is what he Jesus. was wanting to happen he
1: did he was like come to me bell witch <laughs> and his wife's like honey go to bed <laughs> I'll come to you and he's like Shh, shh Quiet, Harlot.
2: <laughs> we're here for the
1: occult. We're here for sorcery, not yeah, your womanly like, wiles.
2: Well, I know you wanted to spice up our relationship, <laughs> but I didn't think we were gonna to look to witchcraft for
1: it. <laughs> we're gonna invite another woman in the bed, but she's an entity. <laughs> it's not it doesn't count if Is they're this not how
2: you're getting your tangible third? Yes. <laughs> the entity was not feeling talkative that night, and Johnston's demanding questions seemed to drive it away. But after the Johnstons headed home, the ghost returned, this time louder and even bolder than before. In the following months, the voice turned back to its originally godly topics, singing hymns, quoting scriptures, and reciting sermons. See, this is I'd be like, GTFO. Phone. Yeah, get I out can. of here. I can't.
1: I can't with you anymore. You know what? If I wanted to hear somebody bellowing about the Lord, I'd turn on Joel Osteen, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do that. So I'd put it on the 700 Club. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was so confused by the 700 Club
1: as a kid. Oh, really? My great-grandmother would have it on. I'm like, what is, is this a club? What are, what is this? I don't well, I don't have like cable and so uh, the other day we were like turning and we ended up on channel 2 which is like a really weird anybody can go on their channel and it was a guy that was like god said the world's going to end and the only way that it won't end is if you buy this book. Oh. And I was like huh. Everyone go buy this and book. And you start watching it kind of as a bit and then I was like the world's going to end. I should buy that book <laughs> it's Like, oh god so I'm sorry you guys I didn't Do you buy the have book, a book? Okay. Nope, long story
2: short Heather is out $14.99 <laughs> exactly. you're well, welcome
1: though so <laughs> yeah well we all gotta buy it for her to work I think oh okay I'm the only one that's this gonna live
2: this is really why yes. we're having a meet and greet so <laughs> exactly. Heather can convince all of us to buy this book have you heard about the end times While the Bells had tried to keep the haunting under wraps, word quickly spread throughout the town. Soon, curious locals began to travel to the Bell property, hoping to experience the rumored sinister events firsthand. When one brave neighbor asked, Who are you and what do you want? A feeble voice of an old woman replied,
1: I'm a spirit. I was once very happy, but I have been disturbed. (laughs) Girl, same. I mean, I feel
2: like... (laughs) I feel like this is exactly what I would say if I was haunting someone. <laughs> Y'all have
1: pissed me off.
2: <laughs> Everyone wanted to know, who was this spirit and what did she want with the bells? When asked these questions, the witch seemed to enjoy taunting and teasing the onlookers. She told some that her presence was due to the upheaval of a Native American burial ground located on the bell property. Others, she just simply Sit on a wild goose chase Looking for a buried treasure That didn't exist See, she's fun well, That sounds familiar <laughs> She's fun She was the OG Forrest Fenn She was <laughs> she Also, was like, how do they know It didn't exist?
1: That's true Maybe they were just Bad at following <laughs> Finding directions. treasure Just because you don't find it Doesn't mean it didn't exist Damn, that's prophetic Man, thank you I take back everything I said about Forrest Fenn <laughs> Eventually, after a committee of neighbors was formed to
2: investigate and confront the entity, it identified itself as Kate Betts. Kate, her husband Frederick, and their children had moved to Tennessee at the same time as the Bells. That is a neighborhood watch I want to be a part of.
1: (laughs) We are the Witch Determination (laughs) Committee. we are come together for the sole purpose of determining uh, who this witch ah, is. Ah, that's the next store that I want in, yeah. in my neighborhood. That's right. That's why instead of people yelling at me for playing Monster Mash over and over again, just, maybe they need a witch Urgent committee. alert. A witch is flying around my house <laughs> again,
2: singing hymns. <laughs> Not long after settling into their new home, Frederick Batts was gravely injured while working on his farm, rendering him unable to continue providing for his family. The financial situation of the Bats soon became dire, forcing them to sell some of their land to make ends meet. One of the buyers was John Bell. Kate believed that John had taken advantage of their situation and forced them into a position where they had to sell their land for far less than it was worth. After this upsetting transaction, Kate Bats vowed that she would haunt John Bell and his descendants until their
1: dying days. I like a good vow. Yeah. Not like a wedding vow. Those not a good. wedding vow. But Those I mean, like, perfect. I vow, I will get you. Or like, I vow, I will make you mine. Yeah. There's not, not like enough a good vowing Yeah, we days. need a good dramatic... Good dramatic vow. Yes. Proclamation
2: like, Kate Batts had a reputation around town. She was loud, overbearing, unfriendly, and spiteful. I mean... I already like her. Same.
1: She <laughs> was that bitch in the neighborhood. <laughs> And people are like, she's kind of a lot. And you're like, yeah, she's great. <laughs> and you know what? If you call her a lot, she's going to haunt your ass. So <laughs> maybe it'd be cool.
2: Rumors circulated throughout the church that she was not a woman of faith, as she would have everyone believe, but instead preferred the teachings of witchcraft. Some even felt she was responsible for her husband's tragedy as God had stricken him down as punishment for Kate turning
1: her back on Christianity. That's a really mean explanation for a guy who was like probably clumsy. Yeah. Way to blame the woman. Frederick fell because of you, Kate. And she was like, (laughs) Frederick was drunk on the ladder. (laughs) He was listening to Monster Mash (laughs) trying to put up his decorations. My back. At least he died doing what he loved. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And they'll say the same about you. One day. That's true. When the strange sounds around the bell house first began, John had initially thought it was the bats exacting revenge for the shady land deal. However, when the noises started to appear inside the house, he dismissed the idea, laughing off the notion that Kate could outsmart him and sneak undetected into his home. But perhaps Kate didn't need to enter the home at all to terrify the bell family. Perhaps she simply conjured a demon on
1: her behalf to do her dirty work. So she's crafty and spiteful. And she knows how to outsource. Exactly. She's a managerial role. I like that. She's an entrepreneur. Yes. She's creating jobs. (laughs) It's a trickle-down haunting situation. Yes.
3: Plus.
2: The legend of the Bell Witch began to spread far beyond the small town where the bells lived. According to Pat Fitzhugh, Andrew Jackson, notorious committer of genocide and all-around real-life monster.
1: Oh, applause break. <laughs> Fuck Andrew Jackson. <laughs> just briefly on Andrew Jackson and I think it was seventh grade it may have been eighth grade I had to write a paper like about a person like a you know biography paper or whatever and I don't know I picked him I guess he looked kind of badass in his picture and I remember being you know young and I didn't have a great moral compass but I was like oh this guy's a dick (laughs) (laughs) oh no and then you learn more about him and you're like no he was way worse he it was kind of dope that he beat people with canes and stuff but then like the rest of it was just like not worth it. Like can't you be cool and also not a mass murderer? Like mm, no. no. I will not back down. I, I will not can. back down from hating Andrew Jackson ever. <laughs> well, Andrew
2: Jackson heard of it and prior to becoming president decided to go see what it was about. The Bell family was actually familiar with the major general having served under him during the Battle of New Orleans. When Jackson showed up to the Bell Farm to check out the paranormal activity for himself, the witch stopped his wagon in its tracks. FitzHugh quotes Jackson as exclaiming,
1: By the eternal, boys, that must be the Bell Witch! <laughs> That's what Andrew Jackson sounds That's like. That's a good one. Just so you know. A voice then called out, You may proceed, but I will meet you again later tonight. That sounded vaguely like she was hitting on him.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'll pull your covers off. <laughs> and I'll, I'll see why they call you Old Hickory. <clears throat>
2: How do you feel about some na-na-na on your bedposts? <laughs>
1: she, she has previous experience chewing on wood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> See? The bell witch is us and we are the bellwitch. witch. Exactly. I relate real hard to it. Me too. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Later that night, as the soldiers and family sat around discussing the prior events, they noticed a calm stillness. No manifestations had occurred. The group began asking one another why the once sinister Bellwitch had suddenly gone quiet. It was then that a man amongst the group stood up. He proclaimed to them that he was a, quote, Witch tamer. (laughs) He showed off his pistol and claimed that inside it was a silver bullet that would scare off an evil entity like the bell witch. First of all, that's werewolf's dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) You can't shoot a ghost. It just goes right through them. It's true.
1: It's scientifically impossible to shoot a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense. It's nonsense, but I think if a guy stands up and pulls out a gun and is like, I can kill witches you're like, with this. All it, right, all right. Yep, yeah, man, sure. If you do, I'll you. Clyde, do whatever you want. <laughs> Just put that pistol away. Exactly. <laughs> Waving it around.
2: Before anyone could respond to the man's bravado, he suddenly fell victim to an attack. He twisted and writhed, then began screaming that he was being pricked with needles. Soon he appeared to take punches from an invisible force. The force then finished the man off with a kick to his rear end, so severe that he flew out
1: the front door of the Bell House and onto the porch. Dude, have you ever wanted to kick the shit out of somebody so hard they flew onto a porch? Yeah. God. Every she day. Is, I love her. I Every love. day. Her. Yeah, yeah. She pinched kids like so. Who hasn't among us? <laughs> But she also did a lot of good. Exactly. Okay. This guy was a dick. She kicked his ass so hard he flew out a door. That's really hard. It's so satisfying. That is. That's a good. That's a good. I vow, someday
2: I will kick someone's ass. Oh, that's good one. (laughs) That's a good vow to make.
1: (laughs) The previously quiet entity then spoke up. There is one more fraud among you. She warned. I will root him out and come for him tomorrow night. She also sounds like she's trying to fuck him, too. <laughs> He'll lie to you. He's a fraud. He'll say we didn't do it, but we totally got to third base. <laughs> the only way to really find out the fraud
2: is if, I i don't know, we all climb into this bed together and get under the covers. <laughs> Take off all your clothes so we know you're, you're not hiding a witch naked. pistol.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man.
2: Man, but for... <laughs> Sex back then was so gross.
1: Dude, it really took First of all, everybody stunk always. Well, I mean, I guess if everybody stinks then it's fine. Then nobody stinks. Yeah, every yes, <laughs> nice. That's it's that's science. If everybody stinks <laughs> then nobody stinks. Yeah. But, but also yeah, you had layers
2: of crap so my, and just disgusting, smelly layers yeah. upon uh. layers of clothes on you.
1: There's just probably just feces on the bottom of your skirt. Yeah. Okay, don't boo. Like That's a thing. <laughs> Imagine it. Sit in it. Think about it. Yeah. Also, you're banging on a corn hus mattress. Yeah. That's I- not good for your back? No. It's probably not good for your lady parts either. Or, or your ball Get parts. It. You're like, honey, what is... Oh, that's a corn hus. That is... <laughs> She's like, oh my God, you feel so... B- oh, that's a corn cob. <laughs> you know what? Just It's fine. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Now you're thinking about that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Everyone in this room is picturing that in their mind. Uh, Yeah.
1: But a corn husk doesn't have a corn cob. That's why I said corn cob. They left a cob in there on accident. Yeah, you need at least one cob. He slipped her the old cob on accident. (laughs) (laughs) The
2: men in the party wanted to leave, but Jackson, stubborn and arrogant, insisted on staying the night so that he could root out the fraud for himself. Although the men fell asleep on the Bell Farm, some unknown occurrence sent them running just before sunrise. While no one knows exactly what frightened the men into fleeing, according to the website bellwitchcave.com, Jackson later said,
1: I'd rather face the entire British Army than to spend another night with the Bell Witch. (laughs) She chewed my (laughs) (laughs) ding-dong. I was so into character. <laughs> oh man,
2: you're really you're. Uh, I'm, I like your method acting. I, I can't help it. it. When I
1: get into it, I can't get out of it. <laughs> He's like, someday I'll be president. then she'll love me. <laughs> it was all a ploy to get the Bell Witch back. Yeah. It's a slow burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you sleep with a
2: Bell Witch. You get the slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was just the corn husk, Andrew. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Joshua Gardner was a nearby neighbor, handsome and stern-looking with a thick head of
1: hair. The youngest bell daughter, Betsy, fell hard. Can I just say that that description wasn't in any literature? I just found a photo, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I'm, he's handsome it, and stern-looking, it. and he has a thick head of hair. Okay.
2: <laughs> Ladies love him. a thick head of hair. Nice. Well, Joshua reciprocated her feelings, and when the two asked for John Bell's blessing for their marriage, they received an overwhelming yes. The family celebrated the coming nuptials, and everyone was overjoyed. But Betsy began receiving some unsolicited advice from an old, familiar voice, the Bell Witch. Over and over, the witch warned Betsy to break off the engagement, not to get married, and especially not to marry Joshua Gardner. We all need a friend
1: like this in our lives. Yeah. (laughs) Where you're like, look at his hair. He's gray. And it's like, girl, break it off. (laughs) I see things you don't see. You know, don't do it. Literally. Like,
2: I I was in his room last night. He doesn't know I was there. (laughs) It is disgusting. Well, one reason the witch may have shown disdain for the relationship was due to the dark workings of an unsavory school teacher. A little bit of a twist. According to accounts of the day, Richard Powell taught both Joshua and Betsy. When Betsy was his student... Powell mentioned on more than one occasion that he would be interested in marrying Betsy once she was older although he was allegedly already secretly married to a woman in another town you think like this guy sucks and you're like no he really sucks (laughs) many townsfolk believed Powell was a student of the occult did he perhaps control this entity or encourage it to break Betsy's engagement off on his behalf that's even worse yeah Whoever was controlling the entity, it was relentless. Wherever Betsy and Joshua went, near the house or even out into the nearby Tennessee wilderness, the voice was not far behind. Every time the two met up, the voice would taunt Betsy, threatening her, warning her. Eventually, she could no longer take it. Despite her feelings for Joshua, she decided to break off the engagement. And on Easter Monday in 1821...
1: On the bank of a nearby river, she delivered the heartbreaking news to Joshua. Joshua, I have this basket for you. I know it's Easter. Um, inside of it, it's your engagement ring back. Here right <laughs> like, why'd you That's... need a whole basket for that? I just, I just, um, there's some candy in it though, too. So. But there's a <laughs> it's lot. It's not of
2: candy; it's licorice. That's the only shit we have right now. I know. <laughs> I know. Black just... licorice. Can I say I like black? I'm like, oh. the, I know everyone's gonna be so gross out and grown. I like black licorice.
1: What? I know I'm gross. Yeah. God. I mean, you're a good person. (laughs) Thank you. You have to yell. I'm gross. (laughs) But you, it's okay. You have feelings that are. I like outside the norm. Well,
2: ironically, or perhaps suspiciously, Richard Powell's wife died the same year Betsy broke off the engagement. Interesting. Three years later, in 1824, Powell's wish to marry his former student was granted, and he and Betsy were
1: wed. Oh, man. It was
2: the 1800s. Yeah,
1: he probably had a lot of land or something, and her family just gave her away. Yeah, I don't think, there weren't a lot of,
2: like... Uh no, you should wait until you're happily <laughs> in love at least twenty five. Yeah, it's like you're twelve, cool. Yeah,
3: get out. See you later.
1: They're like, uh, you're sixteen, old maid, <laughs> for
2: sure. I mean, you only live till you're eighteen.
1: It's so true. But if you're then, not married by sixteen. What are you even doing with your life? That's it. Nothing. It's over. <laughs>
0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: As if Betsy's broken engagement was not difficult enough, the Bell family then found themselves faced with the prospect of losing their patriarch, John. The voice
1: of the witch was clear. I hate old Jack Bell and I will kill him. <laughs> okay, well, it's good that she at least says what she's there for.
2: Yeah. Now after we all finally, this time, yeah, she's
1: like, they're like, this is why you've been here. That's but you, you could know, have killed him years ago and <laughs> saved us all <laughs> some like, heartache. Fort Betsy would have had a nice husband. <laughs> Although
2: John general. was aging, the entity showed him no mercy. When he was too ill to leave the family home, he found himself all the more subject to the violent whims of the Bell Witch. When John, who had nearly become bedridden, stooped to put on his shoes so that he could try and walk, the witch would steal his footwear. When he would find himself succumbing to more often occurring seizures, the witch would slap him across the face. She cursed him repeatedly and
1: mocked him for his declining health. It happens to all of us. (laughs) She's just like, it started out kind of funny and then got, because with the whipping of the sheets, that's kind of a fun prank. You do that to your friends in your dorm, your sorority sisters, fraternity brothers. I was never in a sorority. I don't know what y'all do. I think, you know, that's exactly what goes on. You just whip the sheets off. (laughs) I don't know. And then, you know, the pinching and the hair tying And then the slapping in the face, you know, it's starting to get worse. So now she's just like outright hateful because before she was at least, you know, reciting hymns and sermons and sort of useful things. And now she's like, I'm going to kill you. And watch this, you old bitch. It's like, God, (laughs) just so mean, which is a stupid thing to say it like a demon or a ghost. Like you're just a mean little ghost. I guess in the realm of the ghost that we've covered on the show, though, she's actually pretty tame. Yeah. She's one of the better ghosts. Yeah. She's one of the she's at least gives advice and things like that.
2: Near Christmas in 1820, John Bell slipped into a coma. The next day, with his family gathered at his bedside, he passed away peacefully. It was then that his son, John Bell Jr., found a tiny bottle of liquid in a nearby cabinet. No one in the family could identify the bottle or its contents. To test it out, Jr. gave a small dose to the cat. (laughs) Unfortunately, it keeled over immediately. As the family watched in shock, a voice then rang out in the house. It was the witch, who, according to Fitzhugh,
1: proclaimed, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. (laughs) This poor cat. Dude, it did nothing wrong. (laughs) Also, if you find a liquid in your house, which is a hot tip, don't give it to a living thing. Everyone knows in the movies you pour it on a plant, and when the plant goes... you're like, oh shit, that's poison They didn't have movies back then Oh, damn
2: This was before movies, Heather
1: Man, wait, what? No, I'm kidding <laughs> But I mean, still, the cat? Yeah What are we really
2: finding out? Oh, that is what killed him Yeah I died, I we And now eat. we don't have our cat anymore
1: <laughs> either Damn it
2: Horrified to be holding the old witch's weapon of murder Junior threw the bottle into the fireplace Rather than melt with the burning logs The bottle exploded in a blue flame the family stood back, astonished, as they watched the blue ball of light zoom up and out the chimney into the night sky above. Just do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, leave the cat out of the equation. If you, psh, and it goes <laughs> like a wizard, then you know no, don't you're put done. That, you're good. Don't put it in anybody's mouth. Animal, f- friend or foe. Also, Anyone. I like that it zooms up out of the chimney. It's like a Jersey Devil situation. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of this bottle of poison and the Jersey Devil are from zooming around together. Oh, an unlikely friendship an unla- if there ever was the one. And the Mothman, they're all together. They're all together <laughs> somewhere. They're all together.
2: The Bell family was devastated to lose their father, but the town was in mourning as well. John Bell's funeral drew an enormous crowd of neighbors, friends, and fellow church parishioners who came to pay their respects to the fallen man. The funeral was austere and calm, but once Sean was buried and the cemetery began to clear out, the funeral goers heard a shrill laugh. That horrifying sound was then followed by singing, but not the hymns the family had previously heard. This was a song about drinking a bottle of liquor. The nasty voice sang and cawed until every last mourner had left. Ninety-nine bottles of beer <laughs> yeah, in the wall. Like, oh then. Jesus. They're like,
1: ah, oh, you Eight had to start with, nine, with ninety-nine. Pass it again. <laughs> yeah. Start with ten. No. We've, we've been, been here, here for hours. hours I gotta start over 99 bottles of <laughs> <laughs> you can't
2: interrupt me that's um, one of those songs that you would also sing at camp or VBS and after like two minutes you're like oh Jesus what have young. we done or like a row row
1: row your boat uh, you know where, but you come in with the do they call that a cannon what's that called a round round yeah alright well I'm glad everyone knows a thing <laughs> but me <laughs> around Heather sometimes A round. I know other words too so it's cool it's fine it's whatever <laughs> that would make well no I was thinking 99 bottles of beer around because of beer never mind that wasn't it's not the same thing I like your logic though yeah I was just connecting the family worried
2: that without John to protect them and help them battle the entity things would get worse but just as she had appeared suddenly several years before the bell witch suddenly disappeared had her mission been to destroy John Bell? With the loss of his life, was her mission not
1: complete? I like it. It's kind of like a hero's journey. She's come full circle. <laughs> she has, yeah. <laughs> she showed up, did what she had to do. And got out. And she's like, I got the guy and the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> I okay and
2: is <laughs> this story Devil.
1: about a witch? Maybe the cat really lived and the witch never was there. No, the witch was real. You can tell by this. <laughs> this guy. Can we just take a minute? I'm sorry to divert, but uh, yeah, we like to talk about our sources and we. There's a lot oh, of paths fits here. This guy, he's a gem. <laughs> Bellwitch.org. Um, Pat Fitzhugh has dedicated his life to preserving the legend. Um, and I believe the subtitle of the website is in all capitals, keeping the story real, exclamation <laughs> um, mark. I was know. on a mobile device, and it, I believe the website was built on Geocities, but I think it had audio. Um, <laughs> I was in a Starbucks, and I don't want to get uh, disturbed, my fellow patrons, but... Pretty sure it was, it, it's extensive. He so. has music behind it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and then I mean, there's a lot of other uh, accounts. It's a good one. And, Go visit it. It's, yeah, that it's a fun one. Oh, yeah. He, and he builds himself as like author, speaker, webmaster. <laughs> so you're like, who made this website? He's like, right here. <laughs> also,
2: the picture of him on the Dude. site is a picture of him. <laughs> And he's wearing a shirt that just says Pat. Like <laughs> and you're like, In case you fuck didn't, yeah. I,
1: I'm me twice. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You're like, hey man, whose shirt does this belong to at the dry cleaner? And he's like, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Brother. the webmaster? Yeah. Fuck Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. <laughs> this is the webmaster shirt? Yeah. I'm a big fan.
2: While the witch had been disrespectful and aggressive with most that she encountered, the entity had always seemed to have a soft spot for Lucy, John Sr.'s wife. Lucy would often find fresh fruit waiting for her in the house, presumably delivered by the witch, and was often serenaded by soothing hymns. In 1821, shortly after John's death, the witch spoke to Lucy once again, saying,
1: I will return in seven years' time. This was like edible arrangements in the 1800s. (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah. It's hard for Lucy to be like, yeah, get rid of that witch when she's like i don't know i'm getting grapes and strawberries every day and kids get pinched all the time maybe you should stop being an old bitch honey i don't know (laughs) she helped betsy with that douchebag joshua like i mean maybe there's benefits all she's doing is vocalizing what (laughs) lucy is thinking the whole time Is lucy going like break up
2: with him
1: Lucy I don't know what the problem was. And the Bell Witch is just speaking her mind for She's her. She's like, "Oh, the witch must have kicked your shoes over there, honey. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know where this corn cub came from." <laughs> the witch slipped the witch, it in. The witch must have brought it. Who out. are we to question her reasoning? Okay, she knows.
2: <laughs> well, like clockwork, the witch did return in 1828. This time, she sought out John Bell Jr. But rather than torment him, the witch instead engaged him in philosophical discussions about religion and the meaning of life.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: She also warned Junior about the upcoming Civil War. (laughs) Predicting the war's events with almost complete accuracy. After nearly a month together, the witch announced her departure, this time saying she would visit 107 years later. Okay. <laughs> he got what off What a month wing. that was. Yeah. That is a rom-com we need to see. <laughs> John Bell Jr. and this witch just like having intellectual exactly. discussions about what, life.
1: Th- Where do you think we go after we die? <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, I don't, I don't know. know, but I hope it's with you wherever it is. Oh my god. Get that, grab that corn cob. <laughs> Jeez, it's like a, it's, it's like a Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze like yeah. ghost situation. <laughs> they're just, they're just when shucking a corn, corn yeah. shucking a corn cob oh wow Junior I've never felt so
2: alive it's a very uh, it's a very May December relationship <laughs> exactly what is Cute. it on the office when when they're watching that Jack yes, Black <laughs>
1: that's what it's with uh with Cloris Leachman and Jack Black <laughs> and she she goes up the, she's going up the stairs in the little chair oh, like, so and good. She's like Rosemary Rosemary come back <laughs> and she's like no, <laughs> she's going up and like, it's a little chair, like the little carriage. Yeah, uh, that's so such a good one. God, man. Yeah, I want to I, I, wanna see that movie, this, this movie, John, John Bell Jr. and the witch. Yeah. She was no. like, do you think people will judge us? <laughs> I don't care what they think. They can't see you anyway. It looks like I'm just sitting here having tea with myself.
2: <laughs> well, 107 years passed, but the witch never appeared. However, some believe she never really left. The Bell Farm remains a site for strange ongoings. Visitors report hearing voices. Although nothing like the previous shrill screams, shrieks, and singing of the witch... Instead, they report the faint sounds of children playing or people talking. So much worse.
1: Well... So much worse to hear the faint sounds of children playing. Unless it's the children of John Bell Jr. and the ghost. Oh, that's sweet. Our children will play here forever. You
2: know, 107 years is a long time. Like, absence makes the heart respond. Exactly. That's 107 years. He's not alive. What am I talking but about? But his
1: spirit could his, also...
2: Maybe in the afterlife, they got together. And they
1: went back to the farm. This is where I first saw you and I first loved you. (laughs) Oh, Junior. (laughs) Yeah, she calls him Junior. Whatever. (laughs) Lights that
2: flicker like candles can also be seen out in the dark fields. Are these the spirits of the Bell family? Restless after years of torment? Or does the land beneath the bell homes hold some sort of secret, ancient curse that conjured the bell witch and continues to run like an electrical underground current to this day?
1: There's only one current I feel, the electricity between me and you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about this movie. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I was the what rest was of the that night. movie
2: with Sandra Bullock where the Lake House? Okay. It's like the Lake House, but also like the Meg Ryan and Nicholas Cageman where he's dead. City of Angels. City of so Angels. it's like the Lake House and City of Angels, that fake office movie. Yes. It's a bunch of things. And Ghost and Ghost. Yeah.
1: Just shucking that. Man, corn We gotta the... write this. I'm going to keep thinking about it. What's well, going to be the theme song, though, because, you know, City of Angels had that goo-goo-dolls, like, give up yeah. forever to. We don't have the... Yeah, right? Iris. We don't have the rights to that either, is why I sang it off-key. Um, I think we can do 30 seconds before we'll be seen. Oh, okay. And then uh, Aerosmith did uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing for Armageddon, so yeah. w- this has to have like a... Monster Mash. Going <laughs> to be Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. Yes, it was. Also, not to talk about Monster Mash anymore, but I'm gonna because I love it a lot. Um, if you like listen to the lyrics, a couple things. First of all, Dracula used to have a dance called the Transylvania Twist, and he's like real mad that nobody's doing it anymore. And he shows up, and he's like, "Whatever happened to it?" They're like. It's now the mash. So I have to explain to him. And then I think the doc, it's Dr. Frankenstein is singing it. And he talks about taking ladies back to his lab and hooking them up to his electrodes. <laughs> so when you listen to Monster Mash like 16 times in a row, you start, there's messages. Yeah. There's messages. You start to, things start to make sense that didn't yeah. make sense before. Anyway, well, I think you've
2: nailed it. <laughs> um, uh, I think Chris Monster like, Mash stop. is
1: the theme song. Stop talking about Monster they Mash. They do. Uh, I'll die first. And then, which is the thing I say now. Instead of saying no, I say I'll die first. <laughs> We came, Elm- we came to Deep Elm. Very dramatic. We came to Deep I'm like, Heather, can you move your uh, Starbucks cup? I'll, I'll die first. I'll die like, first. It's, it's a Starbucks cup. We came down to Deep Elm like two weeks ago, and Paris was like, we can just pay and park in that parking lot. I said, I'll die first. And today he texted me, hey, I'm here. I'm parked in the parking lot. You said you would die before parking in. So, <laughs> thanks. You're like, cool. I know exactly where you are. I, said, I knew exactly where it is. But All I'll right. die first has got a good, like, punch it's to got, it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, perhaps
2: we'll never know the true origin of the Bell Witch. Or perhaps Williams Bell, author of Authenticated History of the Bell Witch, has the answer.
1: Whether it was witchery such as an effective people in the past centuries and the darker ages... Whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature, practicing sorcery for selfish enjoyment, or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism, or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country, or a disembodied soul shut out, shut out from heaven, or an evil spirit like those Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad, or a demon let loose from hell. I am unable to decide. nor has anyone yet defined its nature or calls for appearing and I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes and of many tongues will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation to correct a conclusion and satisfactory explanation
2: pick a fucking lane bro How like, many things did he list? We've got uh, uh, practice of sword. Oh wait, a no, gifted fiend of me- hellish nature, mesmerism, hobgoblin. Which that's so good. what it is. Because if hobgoblins on the table, I'm taking hobgoblins. <laughs> If you have a choice between anything and Hobgoblin, go with oh, it's always Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, always. Hobgoblin is, uh, now I'm saying it, is a hard word to say. It's a good one. But though. it's one that's not said enough. Exactly. It's a good word. Which a is, good all word. that shows me is I need to say it more so it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, be Hobgoblin. Look Hobgoblin. Look at that Hobgoblin.
1: Hobgoblin. That's right. You want to say it. Hobgoblin. 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 <laughs> I like. I, I put the emphasis on hob and not goblin. Hobgoblin.
2: Hobgoblin. Again, oh, I
1: was saying th- hobgob. Was I saying hobgoblin? No, I think you were. It's right. I, you just. I think hobgoblin. You gotta, hobgoblin. That's it. You gotta drill in the hob because. Hobgoblin. If, you, if you're saying something like "Get out of here, you hobgoblin," that's, that's it. That's a good one, man. Yeah. That'll get you. You say that right before you kick someone in the ass so hard yeah. but they fly onto the porch. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> a good one.
2: I vow to say hobgoblin more often. So what do
1: we think? Man. This is a good... It's a hobgoblin for for sure. sure. It's a hobgoblin. I want to be though. Like yeah, yeah, Did, yeah. Well, we w- all want to find love, you know? That's true. That's all That's
2: she. True. I think at the end of the day,
1: really, this is just a love story. It's true. It's true. I want. I, I like as a loud, overbearing, unfriendly, and spiteful woman. Same. <laughs> as she was described as, you know, you want you want to think that your legacy will live on and people will relate to the mark that you left on this world. Yeah. And you know what? She. We're th- talking about it's 2019. That's right. And she didn't take shit from nobody. Mm-mm. No. She was the 1800 Lizzo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Empowering. She was like, don't marry him. Yeah. Man, Lizzo's song Soulmate, like, if I listen to it, like, alone in the car, I just, like, cry. Because yeah. I'm like... I I am I I know how to love me I do know how to love me (laughs) It's very empowering Yeah Yeah. So yeah I like I like to think that uh, You know We all should live our lives In this way that You know what People Andrew Jackson will run his ass off Scared of you Yeah If he encounters you You might get out of here Andrew Jackson Yeah For sure, we could all learn a lot from the Bell Witch. I think, so. I think so. Well, I the one character that I feel bad for is Betsy. Yeah, she was. She. But, was, who knows? Maybe Joshua was like a real piece of shit, and she dodged a bullet. And the, maybe the teacher was nice. Maybe he no. was. <laughs> he wasn't. I'm an optimistic person, but fuck that guy. <laughs> he was not nice. He was a trash bag. You're not, if you're, I'm not a teacher. I know I love a lot of teachers, but I like, I don't, I've never read like their training manual, but I'm pretty sure like line one is like, don't be like, I'll marry you someday when you're bigger. <laughs> you don't, that's that's in there. You can't once, do that.
2: Once you're older.
1: Yeah. When you're, when you're old enough, I'll you marry you. If you ever
2: have you. to say, when you're older, I'd be into you. No. Stop right there. Stop. Don't ever say that sentence. no,
1: no, no. 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 But if you're like Joshua Bell Jr., like you're old, but I'm into you, you say that sentence and she'll yeah. be like
2: Joshua, I love you. Yes. I lost no, my No, That voices. is the relationship that I ship. Yeah. The Bell Witch and Joshua Bell Jr.
1: Just pillow. The Bell that Witch coin. and Junior.
2: Yes. Is that what we're calling the, the movie? Bell What witch is the and screenplay called? Junior and the Bell Witch. Junior and the Bell that sounds like a kid's book. A hobgoblin. <laughs> I mean We're gonna have to rewrite it if it's I mine has a lot of sex. <laughs> I've already started formulating like
1: a storyboard in my head. Pixar is going to reject the script. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we cannot make animated They're CGI like, characters do that. No, we can. We have. You will, well, and you can. You shall.
2: <laughs> well, it's the first uh, CGI film that's in R seventeen.
1: But that's right, good for you. Exactly. Good for you. Oh, that I'll show a... private screenings in my home. It'll be exactly. fine. <laughs> There's just a line down the street, and there's next door posts about it. <laughs> Well, hey! Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming.
2: Uh, We have a we have a couple. Thank you. We want to thank, of course, Dallas Comedy House for having us out tonight.
1: We I feel like we talk about the food and drink so much. I hope some of you have tried a grilled cheese sandwich, a manic margarita, all the things I'm going to be drinking. I had a a Dana Carvey turkey. Hold the bacon. Or oh, Did somebody
2: hold that? Yeah, it's good. It's very good. A fries cheese. are
1: my favorite thing on the menu. Fries with the Dangerfield sauce. So good. So and, good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a Manic Margarita like right after this.
2: Oh, so. I'm going to get a Miller Lite because I'm the trash. S- <laughs> 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 uh,
1: speaking of drinks, though. Yes, uh, we want to thank. Huge shout out to these guys. Yeah, High Proof Designs for making these awesome cups for us. Uh, there are merch tables out there, so get them while they're hot. Um, and then, like I said, this one, it's a dollar for the raffle and then we wrote our names on it. It's so nice. Uh, if you also just bought a cup... Oh, I'm, I'm acting I hit the thing. I'm not professional. Oh, we'll God, edit that um, out. Uh, people on the recording wouldn't have known that. Damn it. Idiot. Um, <laughs> anyhow if you buy this we're gonna have a meet and greet out there we got a little Sharpie we can sign your cook sure, if you absolutely. Get one too. Uh, and the wine tumbler is super good too yes. um, so thank them for doing that and uh, check out their website they also did a really dope Sinisterhood Ouija board logo that if you want to see a piece of art that hangs in our actual studio I brought it off the wall of the studio <laughs> like and brought the up Warrens here. I feel like yes. we're like
2: bringing out Annabelle <laughs> do not to touch
1: <laughs> it will curse you I hope not because it's in my house so it'd be sad uh, uh, also, we-
2: uh Jude who designed our stickers he is here tonight also Dave off go follow him on instagram he's a super talented artist
1: d-a-y-y-o-f-f-f love his stuff
2: i have his big
1: text t-shirt and i love it so much i wear it all the time
2: also my betrothed tommy is selling the stickers out there so if you want to meet him yes go see him (laughs) sure there's gonna be a he's a delight i love tom uh but most importantly we want to thank you guys Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. This Thank you like a- for all the, the DMs and the comments. Yes. And we love interacting with you guys on social media. We love when we run into you out in the wild. Yes. Out in the wild.
1: Like we're just... Tennessee. <laughs> And I'm running when standing for a field. I'm standing by a river Breaking off an engagement yeah. On Easter <laughs> If you see I haven't If I have the necklace on You know it's me <laughs> Come and say hi So yeah No we really appreciate it Always feel free to say hi We love meeting everybody Absolutely And
2: uh, give us like Five minutes And uh, meet us out On the patio And we would love To say hi to you And yeah. chat for a bit Take pictures And yeah Do all that Well As always The devil rules The airwaves
1: Keep it creepy <laughs> sin is
3: LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
3: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.